And let's have a little conversation. We'll take a few questions or dialogues, Jesse, if you like, to highlight, spotlight a couple or a few people. What's on your heart? What has this touched in you? What is it that you'd like to open or bring forth your experience, your questions? Please, hands are up. Hi, is it me? Hi, yes, who's this? Hey, I'm Kristen. Hi, In Kristen, nice Canada. to see you. Um, I have, uh, when you asked what, what it would look like for us if we em embodied our joy, I think for me it has something to do with being less afraid of death, something like this. Um, I'm going through a, like a complex kind of health crisis and there's a lot of fear. And I have had this experience on retreat, that kind of unrelated, but a, an experience on retreat of entering into like really just layers and layers and layers of remorse and feeling so much joy in the remorse. And it was like deeply painful, but very beautiful. And I feel like for me, if I had this kind of trust that I can enter fully into like the fear that I'm feeling, that it would be very freeing. Um, and I just wondered if you had any reflections or reinforcement for that. First of all, thank you for the realness of your question. And already it has so much wisdom in it because there you were on retreat and you touched a place where you went through the remorse itself to a place of acceptance in the heart of joy to say, all right, I can be with this. You remember that you did that. And it's pretty amazing that you could because people run away from it. So now Mara has come like Mara does under the Bodhi tree and says, okay, baby, you dealt with remorse. I'm going to give you a bigger one. How about death, right? You're a bit, you're sick anyway. You're frightened. I'm going to come as fear. So close your eyes for a moment. Take a couple of breaths and feel the tenderness that's there in you. Even as you describe and remember going through those layers of remorse until you came to a place of joy. What did that joy feel like? Keep your eyes closed. Can you say? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It felt like reconciliation. It felt like um, like a return. To I'd stay thought. with it. Keep your eyes closed. Your camera went off, but I hope you can put it back on. Yes, I will. It's all right. People love your tears. No, no, it's okay. My, my pea soup overflowed, and I didn't want to have the camera on when I went and turned it off. All right, so now you're feeling this, your pea soup overflowed. Stay with this. You said this remorse felt like, use that word again. It 
felt like reconciliation. It felt yes, like, like reconciliation. Like All right, now close your eyes one more time. Yeah. And feel that reconciliation even for all the regret and all the remorse, you have that. And now Mara comes and says, okay, I'm gonna show you death now. Your body, it's gonna grow old at some point, you're gonna to have to face death. That's gonna happen, it happens to everyone. So I'm gonna try and scare you. And you feel Mara coming and saying, oh, it's scary, it's scary. And now you remember, you say, I see you, Mara. I see you trying to scare me, but I remember the reconciliation. I remember how I can go through all of this and find a joy anyway. And remember what that feels like in your body and notice what it's like when Mara comes and tries to scare you. And what do you see? What do you feel? Yeah. When, when Mara is present, there's so much closing. Yes. And there's like a desire to flee myself, or flee, <laughs> to just run away. But there's like- Yeah, no, natural. No to run away. Mara scares you. I want to run away. It's too painful. You say, Mara, you're really scary. I want to run away from you. But now you're like the Buddha who sat there and who's felt the reconciliation and the joy of going through everything difficult. And now Mara saying, all right, I'm upping the game. And you say, I see you, Mara. I feel you. The fear is hard. It's scary. I see the closing and the clinging. You notice all that with a kind heart. And I'm not going to abandon my kindness. I can even have kindness for you, Mara. We're in this together and bring in the whole feeling of compassion for your humanity and all you're going through. And the deep knowledge that when you go through the remorse and the pain and the fear that Mara presents, that the loving awareness that you are can hold it all. Feel it, stay with it. How are you doing with it? Yeah, I, I'm grateful that you um, had this said this thing about Mara upping the ante because I can see how this could be a gift for me to encounter some aspects of reality more fearlessly or more directly. We all have to do it. Mara comes to everyone. He wasn't just in India 2,500 years ago or 2,600 years ago. He happens to live in Des Moines and Marin County and, you know, in Plano, Texas. And every Mar Mara gets around and Mara will come and say, I'm going to scare you. And you say, this is what the Buddha said when Mara appeared. I see you, Mara. I see your stories, I feel you, I feel your fear, your anger, your all those stories that you tell, I see who you are. But that place that's that you found in yourself can say, I see you and I know something deeper. I, I You know this deeper than remorse and you already found it 
And I trust that you know this. Yeah, you lose it. That's fine. We all lose it. Everybody loses it. <laughs> but it doesn't go away. It's like the joy. It's there underneath. So live your days, you know, and Mara will come and Thich Nhat Hanh says, serve Mara some tea. Say, all right, I know you come around regularly and you're scary. You put on your scary costume and death is terrifying. But who I am oh, is the awakened one. I'm the one who knows that, yes, those stories are just stories. And my heart is big enough to hold all of this. Thank you. How are you doing? A little bit better. Yeah. All right. It's a fun practice. I mean, it's very hard and painful and you're sick and you're thinking I might die. And Mara comes, you're not dying right now. You might as well have a good time while you can. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Kristen. Let's take one more. Stephen, you can unmute and ask your question. Hello, Stephen. Hi, Jack. Um, you see what, what's happening here? Okay. Um, hi, Jack. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi. Um, I guess, first of all, I just, I, I want to thank you. You've been my teacher for 20 years, and um, I just really thank you. And, and even tonight, I mean, it's like every time there's a new opening. Um, so, um, I guess my question was kind of answered before it before got to me, but I but I'll share. Um, Please, I uh, I um, my parents came from Germany right after the war, and my father. I grew up with all these stories of of um, just the terrible, you know, destruction and inhumanity, and and you know all of that, and. Um, and the terrible guilt of not knowing what to do and um, or what he else he could have done or anything. And, um, and it's plagued me in a couple of ways. One is, is this thing that I, um, I feel like I should, you know, be more engaged and, and, you know, there are all these horrible things in the world and I feel like I should know and be involved, and and at the same time, it it I get so overwhelmed, you know, with rage and and sadness and everything, and um, and it's you know, and 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 I, I want to continue my spiritual growth, and it and it seemed so long like like those two like I needed to put those together, but they seemed diametrically opposite, like I couldn't do them both. And, uh, and, um, and piece by piece, I, I just got off of a, um, 28 day retreat and, and, um, the, the, um, nun who led the retreat was saying, one of the things she said is that, you know, what you need to do is to become, um, to be, to become, um, harmless, helpful kind and reliable and that starts in your own heart with you with for yourself 
And so during this retreat, it's about always coming back and seeing and asking, how can, you know, how can you be there? And, um, and that started a process. You know, I, I used to play this game from my father, I guess, in a way, after all the things he lost, of just this game of what can't they take away from me? And during the retreat, it, it, it you know, it's like every longing, every, 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 everything, you know, it's like, okay, they can take that too. They can take that too. And it kind of got to the point where I was saying, okay, you know, I'm sitting here. What if I can't move my body anymore? What if I can't, you know, and, and just take it. Can I still make this and this a friendly place, you know? And, and, um, and something you said tonight and, and just in this, in this latest answer really opened I feel like I got that last little bit, this thing of joy, this thing of joy that, 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 you know, when I don't know what else to do to, to look for that. And um, so I, I really want to thank you. Um, well, there's so much beauty in what you describe. And as you said, you've in some way answered the very thing that you wrestle with. Let me add a couple of things, just like icing on your good cake. <laughs> the first, you know that you carry the epigenetics of World War II. You know, it's in your cells and in your body in ways that are passed on. And now neuroscience and genetics shows that. So that's part of the suffering that you carry. Um, but then as Ramdas said, and I often tell the story because he was asked about being Jewish, and he said at some point, yeah, but remember, I'm only Jewish on my parents' side. And you're only German on your parents' side. But the other side of you is the nobly born, the one who is, the one who knows, the, the, the carrier of wisdom that you're finding now in yourself. So it's not that you don't have that. And the epigenetics brings you the rage and overwhelm. You feel all the stuff that was there. You can't not, but it's not who you are. That's only your parents' side and not the, not the nobility, the true side that you are. And then that teaching that you said from this retreat, you know, of being helpful and kind and harmless to people and reliable. And then we get overwhelmed when we think of all the sufferings in the world, but to think that you have to change them for any of us would be kind of egotistical in a way. I'm gonna fix the world. Damn, I can just barely fix dinner for my wife in time and now I'm supposed to fix the whole world, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. instead, close your eyes just for a minute. We're not gonna do very much, but let yourself think or imagine of some small thing, you may be doing it already or you could, of helping at a local soup kitchen, you know, or extending your help to people who need standing in line to get vaccinated and you can be a volunteer, you know, or attending something. And let yourself imagine that you could do something, that you could reach out your hand and mend the fabric of the community around you. And notice what happens when you reflect in this way. And what comes to you, it's very simple. 
Mm. And what do you notice? An opening, an opening in my heart and um, a voice that says just enough. That says just? Just enough. Just enough. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the whole world. It can be your neighbors. It can be in your community. You know, reliable, kinded heart. If, if human beings do that, it changes the world. You change the world one gesture, just as you described. You already, this great Zen master I studied with, um, Dai Sung San Sansanim, this Korean Zen master, he would say sometimes, he'd look at us, he'd say, you already understand. And what you said is so beautiful. And you're just remembering that you're only German on, you know, your parents' side and something else knows a lot more. So thank you for the beautiful teachings in your question. Thank you. And with this, I think we will call the evening to a close. You've all been a very faithful and kind uh, and attentive group of meditators. I know you have, I know you well. Um, and I feel your appreciation and love and the love for one another. And, you know, some of you are on Zoom and you can look in the tiles and see the other people. Send them a little metta and love. We kind of look at their eyes and wish them well. And may the child of the spirit be well. And then send it out because there are people watching on YouTube and Facebook and there's lots and lots of people. And now you get to send that spirit of joy. May you be joyful in, midst, in the midst of it all. You know, may your joy increase. May you be truly happy. Let that sense of an open-heartedness go in every direction. You're the beacon of it. You get to choose joy. And the beautiful thing is that we can garden the heart. We can grow what we tend to and we can become that. And this is part of what it means to awaken. So thank you for your kind attention. You can wave goodbye or send, you know, metta or blessings or kisses or whatever you like to one another. And stay with this, stay with the joy or beauty, whatever touched you, keep it, you know, and bring it alive in the days and weeks ahead. Thanks and good night to you all. Bye-bye. <laughs>